Today's chat is brought to you by, well, all of your support. Through the patronage you provide the Focus Fire chat team through Podbean's crowdfunding, we are able to provide you with the weekly podcast as well as the website and other aspects of Focus Fire chat. If you have any interest in becoming a patron of the FFC, please be sure to visit our website and click on the support link. Even a single dollar helps, and for those of you who are already patrons, thank you again for your generosity. You may have heard the whispers of guardians gathering in the shadows, exploring the mysteries of this world and the worlds which surround us. We are all in search of truth. Sometimes we need to focus that search, focus that fire. And so we come together. Join us. Join the discussion. Welcome to Focused Fire Chat. Welcome to Focus Fire Chat, recorded live on August 30th, 2019, over on twitch.tv slash focusfirechat. As always, I want to give a big shout out to our live chat here with us tonight. Thank you so much for joining us once again. This week's episode is going to be focused around exploring the topic of the dangers of Gambit. This particular episode will serve as what we lovingly have come to call the introductory sessions of the week's exploration. Before we go any further, however, though, let's run through a quick introduction of who all we have with us on the show. As always, this is your host, Blue Crew 86. And this is your other host, Green-Eyed Music Lover, the tall one. Okay. <laughs> I was like, I was I was almost going to say she didn't modify anything. <laughs> Except for her height, <laughs> apparently. Um, and last but definitely not least, in the hot seat as guest co-host, we have our good friend Tej. Tej, how are you doing? I'm doing well, thanks. How are you guys? Good, good, good. Good. So, Excellent. Usual, I'm excited. Usual question next for you. Uh, where can we find okay. you on the internet? Oh, man. You can find me everywhere uh, there is things to do. So that would be mixer.com slash BigDaddyTeej. I stream live there four times a week. Um, and I'm on Twitter and Instagram as at BDTeej. Uh, because for some reason... I thought Big Daddy Teach was unique enough to be able to score that username. However, I clearly am not the only one, which is just <laughs> baffling to me. How many of us are there? It's infuriating. Uh, <laughs> but uh, yeah, that, that's kind of the big three. I have a YouTube channel that I pop a video on every now and again. So if you're you're so inclined, you can search Big Daddy Teach there and maybe watch some of the stuff that's there. It's not uh, it's not something that I super maintain, though. I wouldn't call myself a YouTuber by any stretch of the imagination. Nice. All right. Although you well, do work with a pretty interesting company that does quite a bit of YouTube. I certainly do. Branch out with a lot of other things. That's you right. Talk about that a tiny bit. Uh, we'll suffice to say that they are a, 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 a media company that does a lot of online comedy for the entertainment and gaming space. A.K.A. they used to do uh, Red versus Blue. That's right. Mm-hmm. And Green's other favorite, is it? Yes. Ruby. 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 <laughs> I love it. I love Ruby. Oh, my God. Well, speaking of that, you know, okay, first off, don't worry about trying to memorize all the addresses. We'll be sure to get the links posted over in our show notes uh, on the lorenetwork.com when the deep dive segment comes out later this week. Uh, But that being said, Green also has a few of her usual crazy questions that she likes to ask our guests. So I'm going to hand it over to her for that interrogate. I mean, conversation. It's not that crazy. I mean... I, I haven't had an Irish coffee this evening. It hasn't been that kind of an evening. <laughs> but uh, 
<laughs> what Tej is your favorite lore slash story from Destiny? Oh my goodness. Okay, so so like the the one that I the one that we're doing tonight is like I'm very passionate about it. Right now. But I think mm-hmm. if I had to pick one that was like, what do I love? Like, what's my favorite Destiny lore? I think mm-hmm. it's got to be the story of the Hive and then leading all the way through Dredge and Yor and Shin Malfur. Just the, the idea of the formation of the Hive mm-hmm. leading to the forging of the Thorn, the corruption of Guardian, and of course, uh, someone hunting them down. Uh, and then, you know, I mean, as we all know by now, taking on the mantle for themselves, which is terrifying and amazing and probably the best reveal that, that really solidified that whole story as my favorite uh, for that reason alone. And I, I just oh, yeah. uh, can't get enough of that. Get a little bit of Books of Sorrow going mm-hmm. all the way to when Rezel and all that story with his arc. Yeah, definitely. Absolutely. Some, some really good writing there. John is John has been kind of a favorite of Blue's. I know for quite a while as, as far mm-hmm. as like the thorn story and the last mm-hmm. word. Yeah. Ah, so what you're pretty knowledgeable about it. It sounds like, so what got you into lore explanation exploration? There we go. I've always been somebody who's played games uh, to exist in the universe that they create. So um, and believe it or not, I'm not somebody who plays destiny for loot. Uh, one of the few, I'm not somebody that plays destiny for PVP. I don't want destiny to be an esport. I don't play, uh, for the co-op, although that is the main driver behind each one of my gaming sessions. I play because, mm-hmm. in my mind, I want to exist in that universe. And I mm-hmm. want to learn about that universe and use that as an escape. Uh, I think that escapism and the concept of escapism, especially in lore-driven games like Destiny and Halo and Mass Effect and Gears of War, God of War, and all these different games that let you immerse yourself in either a story or a narrative or an environment, uh, are huge bolsters of imagination and um for me a destiny lets me run my imagination wild and they give me just enough lore to make sure that i can still you know decide my own fate and uh and kind of create the guardian that i want to exist in that space speaking of that we were kind of talking a little bit before the show you actually have worked on almost creating your own book for your own guardian right that's right Yes, I have. Yeah, uh, her the tale of Dredge and Kira is a, an on an ongoing saga of <laughs> exploits and adventures. Do you have that published somewhere, or like are you? I do. Yeah, it's it in my it's on my Twitter, but that's of course gets buried over time. But I've been logging them all in a, a special channel on my Discord server um, nice. called the Tale of Dredge and Kira, so you can find it there on 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 my Discord. Awesome. All right, so here is the. I'm going to do two more questions. Here's like the one that everyone is dying to know. And I think we've already kind of sort of figured out the answer, but what, is, what class do you primarily play? Like what is your <laughs> baby? Hunter. Mm-hmm. Kira. Kira is a hunter. Uh, Kira is the only guardian actually in across either destiny one or two that I've never, um, I've been unhappy with the appearance of either my Titan or my Warlock in some capacity in some way, or I did it as a stream stunt or something right. where, you know, the community gets to build the, like the most horrifying Warlock they can possibly, uh, which we ended up <laughs> making Taylor Swift. So I don't know what that says Ooh, about chat. But, um, I I, wanna... <laughs> is Taylor Swift a Titan? Cause that would just make my day. She no, she's a Warlock. She's uh, a Warlock. She's okay. a yeah, pretty I mean, Warlock how else, with her blonde how... hair and red lips. Yeah, and how else are you going to get the dress, right? I mean, I just, that's right. Yeah, you got to have the the well. Okay, so so all right. This is my, the way I've recreated guardians. This is like I have two kind of sad stories about that. So the one time, my <laughs> titan 
You can't. <laughs> All right. My wife has never liked Destiny. It's been like a rift in our marriage. She calls mm-hmm. Destiny the name of the other woman when I talk about it in public, and it scares the <laughs> out of people we've just met. Um, <laughs> and so well, what I did was when the Taken King came out, I, I told I told I said, Amanda, I said, listen, the, the, the game has completely changed. There's a real story now, and there's villains to hate, and there's, there's all these different things. And, uh, and, and you're going to love it and you should try destiny again. I, and I'll, I'll make a new guardian. I'll play alongside you and we can do it together as husband and wife. I was, it was a very, I was on, I was standing on the kitchen counter at that point. Yeah, no, uh, like you had like a little leg up kind of like uh, Captain Morgan style. Captain Morgan. Yes. Uh Mm -hmm. And, um, so she said, okay, fine, let's do it. So I, oh, I was psyched. So I took my Titan. I said, see ya deleted. And, um, and then we, I started a brand new Titan and she got on a warlock and we played the first story mission and got her the jump jet and landed the tower. And she goes, and I still hate it. That's 500 hours gone. <laughs> so you can say no in 15 minutes. And, uh, so that was the tale that I had to, you know, I built my, I had to build my Titan back up within D one at the start of taking. Oh man. And in D two, uh, I, I, well, I got a little inebriated on a stream and I deleted my warlock and told Chatlin we're going to make a new one. Why? <laughs> so much time. Yep. Oh my gosh. And then All Taylor right. Swift appeared. I don't know. Oh god, and then Taylor Swift. Why? Why? Ta- I like Tay-Tay. I think she's great. I'm Tay-Tay. Have you, oh, have you heard the new album? I have not. I actually haven't. I've seen that it's on the freaking top 50 US chart all oh, over yeah. the place so i think oh, yeah i might actually give it a listen since it's kind of taken over everything oh my gosh blue why <laughs> blue does this on a regular basis trying to get me to break during the show and to see what's on in our chat and he's managed it with a picture of is that taylor and that's taylor swift a- that's the new isn't that the new album the calm down song that's yeah yeah that's the yeah that's the. New that's song actually from- i i'm not gonna lie that is actually a pretty catchy song it's really catchy. I love Jeez. it too. And the music video is freaking hilarious, actually. Hilarious, man. Okay. When they get like RuPaul and the Drag yeah. Queens. Yeah. I oh, love it. Gotcha. Like, oh, no. okay. That is one thing I can actually take with her is like she does not take her stuff that seriously. No, she Oh no. No, fun. yeah. That that music She's video is freaking hilarious. I mean, you were okay. So you were talking about how deleting your warlock, deleting your Titan, all these different things have kind of come up, but what would be your favorite D1 memory or even D2 at this point? Wow. I mean, I, I tell people all the time, I, I, you know, especially now that Shadow keeps getting hype and, and, you know, the Destiny directory on Mixer is growing. People come in and, and they say things like, you know, hey, I, I abandoned this at Curse of Lame Osiris. And I'm, I mean, I'm thinking about coming back. Is, is Destiny any good anymore? By the way, that's my that's Internet voice. That's all of you sound like. <laughs> Every that's, single one of you. The girls, yep. too. Yeah. All the from girls Brooklyn. Too. That's right. All from Brooklyn. Tell me if this game sucks. And then, uh, you know, I, I think at this point, my, my opinion has totally changed that I, I've decided that, you know, I think at this point, it's pretty safe to say that that about 90% of Destiny players would agree that D2 has surpassed even the best parts of D1 in terms of things to do and, mm-hmm. uh, you know, loot to chase and, you know, the, the variety in which you can engage the world and your friends and do these different things. However, you know, I think that they'll always be you know, memories that, that play on nostalgia and they'll always rank higher because of nostalgia. Oh, for sure. Uh, but I think that if I had to pick a favorite memory that discounted nostalgia and got rid of it, because I think that that's a, 
you know, it definitely influences maybe too much sometimes. What are your best and favorite things that you've accomplished? Um, I would say that the the experiencing the initial uh, transformation of the Dreaming City real time with the Destiny community on that first week after the raid mm-hmm. was finished, uh, I think was like unlike anything I'd ever experienced in a game. Watching players do something that impacted the entire game world for everyone else, and um, you know, then being able to uh, go and see Mara in the court, and you know, and, and watch that and listen to that lore. I mean, it's a podcast about lore. That was that was that was nine weeks of more, maybe more. Was it? How, I don't know how many. It was a ton of weeks where you'd go see her, and she had something new and interesting and fun to say yeah. about what was happening in the world around her. And I just like, I mean, where else can you get an experience? It was really nice when you were able to interact with her directly. And now that she's been gone, it's kind of less climactic sure. in some respects going in there. But totally you know, agree. Getting, getting the truth to power cards and seeing the little pieces come out every three weeks is kind of a fun, um, slow reveal. And I know there's lots of people who have different um, opinions on sure. that particular mechanic, which is totally fair. I understand that the slow trickle makes it very hard to engage consistently with it especially after spending what we are six i don't even know how many weeks we're into it like 19 24 it's we're it's we're we've been almost through a whole year at this point right so Mm -hmm. it's plus plus ghost ghost tantrum was the best tantrum ghost tantrum was fun but like the drifter kind of circling back to tonight's topic the whole thing with uh the drifter and the nine when we were doing those weeks seeing the emissary and seeing um the interactions between drifter and why am i blanking on her name the emissary's former name orn orn thank you mm-hmm. those were really nice too just seeing that develop that way and kind of being a part of the action as it's coming out not just reading about it later yeah yeah i think like that was like i mean i loved i loved going to pick up those quests because to me whether it was the Allegiance quest or the Gambit Prime discovery quests or, um, you know, the, the Invitation of the Nine, I, I think that learning more about the Drifter's character and, and, you know, really starting with in Forsaken, kicking off the Malfeasance quest and finding yeah. out about, um, oh, I'm going to rem- forget his name, uh, Scot- uh, uh, Scottish homeboy in the, in the cave. Callum. Um, there it is. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and and going through that, it was like, okay, so this is not just uh, a, you know, this is not Eris Morn 2.0 that they've put in the tower oh, and no. are going to give us bounties for forever. You are a way bigger deal. And, um, I, man, they did nothing but impress me with his continued story right in his season. Yeah, definitely. Get a lot more depth to the character at this point with some of the different things that have come out. Well, we kind of talked a little bit about the Nine with this whole community um, reveal the slow reveal and everything, but I'm actually going to pull in our own community feedback question, which is a weekly poll that we put out. And this week's question was, what in your opinion is the most dangerous aspect of Gambit from a lore perspective? And I gave them four options. Taken, the Nine, Drifter, or the Shadows, as in the Shadows of Yore. My first thing is I want to hear from you two without you two cheating and going and looking at the link. Which, do you, <laughs> which would you pick? is the most dangerous I, aspect. I mean, I can tell you why I voted in that poll. I can tell you what I voted. All right. Let's do it. Drifter. I voted. Okay. Blue, real quick. What's what yours? were the options again? Taken, the nine, Drifter, or the Shadows of Yore. And what was the question overall? Was just the, the dangers What's, of... Yeah, what is the most dangerous aspect of Gambit from a lore perspective? Mm. <clears throat> I probably... 
<clears throat> yeah, I'd probably agree with Drifter. Mostly because with with the qualification that you're talking about, the dangerous aspect of Gambit. Mm-hmm. Um, Gambit in particular, I mean, Shadows, eh, that's not... I mean, they're connected, but they're not connected significantly, in my mind, to Gambit. Like, the only connection they have to Gambit is the Drifter. Uh, the Taken, same. The only connection they have to Gambit is the Drifter. Like, Drifter is the central linchpin to the whole concept. Um, he is now but the nine, the nine right the nine in the hall is the only thing that competes with that because that is specifically geared towards like especially gambit prime and okay. uh, all that but i mean again it all feeds into if the the drifter the drifter is the one that is you know creating the dangerous aspects within the hall because it's all controlled by his imagination he did initially, and I mean, granted, he's still controlling the aspects that are coming through. But can Drifter quit at this point? This is the question. Is well, that's, he but so that's what enthralled I mean, is, with the nine? Yeah. I mean, well, and is it, is it enthralled with the nine, or is he enthralled with the ability to survive? Because you know, Drifter is possessed with this obsession of survival. Uh, he's you know that's kind of his own his own Hades, if you will is surviving no matter what. I mean, and also the the weird fascination that he has for Orin. Or, yeah. fasc- fascination might be a little bit of a strong word, but his own need to maybe even, like, redeem himself in Orin's eyes or even redeem mm-hmm. Orin. I think, again, though, you know, again, the most dangerous aspect of something is someone who is afraid of losing something. True. Uh, so, yeah, a, a uh, Drifter is probably mine. As far as a community member to agree with you, Dredge and Lust actually had almost the exact same argument. He said that the Drifter, the Taken, the Nine, the Shadows, all of these potential problems stem from the Drifter's schemes, his attempts mm-hmm. to manipulate the Taken. He is an unwilling catalyst for the Nine, and he has created more shadows. Every issue that is here can be traced right back to him. His schemes may be to ensure that the, that when the Black Edge comes, he can still survive when the light goes out. But he leaves in his wake a potential civil war between guardians, manacled or maniacal taken, and the emergence of the nine. Mm-hmm. Now, I would now, I would also qualify that the the shadows that are pulling the Dredgen title from him. I I go back and forth. Same. It's not the it's, same as an actual Dredgen. Right. Uh, right now, to them though, if they you know, <clears throat> I don't know, I don't know. So the community actually voted that. In their opinion, 39%, and this is at 215 votes, which is one of our highest poll numbers coming in, 39% said they thought the nine were the most dangerous aspect. Of Gambit, though. Of Gambit. And Little She-Bear explained it like this. The nine strike me as being a bit of like the great old ones in H.P. Lovecraft lore. Not Mm -hmm. evil necessarily, Mm -hmm. just so detached and powerful that they don't have any conception of what they do might be harmful. Or like a kid putting the red ants in with the black ants, just to see what happens next. They're powerful, curious, and totally an unknown quantity. It's difficult to make contingencies for them. And the people who generally kind of cited with the nine as far as responses often cited this as a a thing that they believed in, that they are a wild card, that they're there's no way to plan for them because we can't predict them. They're not predictable. They're an outside influence that we don't understand yet. I mean, so. I don't know if I'd go as far to say as they're <clears throat> they're unpredictable. Um, they're they're alien, and but that's also it's also a double edged sword against them because they don't understand us either. 
mm-hmm. um, which is part of the reason they're ex- they're doing all the crazy experiments is because they're trying to understand. They don't have a concept of entropy, uh, and <clears throat> you know, in the binary uh, netherverse that they they existed in, whether whatever that is, because we're still kind of you know trying to figure that all out. <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, the concept it was a binary existence. You either existed or you didn't exist. There was no entropy. There was no entropy. There was no uh, degradation involved so like the whole thing of when they came through the gate and that you know the pulsating whatever tube uh it died within you know minutes that was them kind of learning how to evolve into a creature that could deal with mortality because that was something that you know is a progression towards death that wasn't something that happened in their world and so like but for us it's like that's an integral part of existence like that's something new but that's i mean to say that they're not predictable i think it's they're not they're maybe not um i don't know i i don't i don't i think saying that they're unpredictable is a simplistic way of looking at it i think they're just they're alien and they they approach they approach existence in a different paradigm but you know again just the same as they're trying to understand our paradigm if we can understand their paradigm it's a it's a combat basically of who can get to who can understand the geometry of which space the quickest if you will okay but here's my question if that's if that and that's all true, like I, I think that all of that is it is mysterious, and yet we are still trying to learn all about that stuff. But what about them trying to create living matter out of, out of nothing makes me, or better yet, makes Kira playing Gambit more dangerous to her? Oh yeah, no, I agree with you. I I, I think that it, within, and that's why I kind of was saying for my qualifier, the dangerous aspect of Gambit is the Drifter. Like the nine, the nine are a catalyst of of that danger but they are not the danger in gambit we're talking because that that's a different situation right so teach you actually picked drifter Mm. what would you actually cite as kind of the reasoning behind it for picking him i think because to me especially now i I don't know if i would have picked the same had we not already concluded his season Mm -hmm. Um, because to me there were a lot more unknowns before and now we kind of realize that he he is at the end of the day out for self preservation. You know, he's worried about being hunted by uh, Shin or uh, the shadows or someone is trying. He's worried that the tower is going to, you know, the warlocks and the praxic order is going to come after him. And right. you know, at the end of the day, he's he's kind of telling us, "Hey, like, make yourselves more powerful, and I'm your friend. And when I get into some 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 deep doo doo, you're going to help me." And um, I think that makes him a little bit less. Uh, ominous but at the same time i think that he's so self-centered and so focused on uh his own survival and at the same time trying to defy the societal norm of embracing light empowerment Mm -hmm. that um it makes him more dangerous because he doesn't really care what happens as long as he's okay yeah um he doesn't care how many big big boy taken we summon you see that so clearly in the cutscene we get where he's approached by the shadow because mm-hmm. he instantly whips out a season. moat, right? And he and he just says, "Ah, watch this! Ah, taking captain, suck it!" And then you know, obviously the the, the shadow gets wrecked, and then right. uh, you know, the, the then but the, then the taking captain turns on him, and and had had uh, the emissary not shown up, maybe we wouldn't have had a season of the Drifter. Um, and, and you know, and he's he's so impulsive and so in the moment uh, reactive, he doesn't. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think that makes him, you know, dangerous because he's created this game that that all these guardians are participating in and wielding dark and using dark energy to kill other guardians, sometimes permanently, which we see in that one lore entry prior to his season with um, 
Oh, Red Sox or whatever the his name is. Joxer and, and Red. There it is. Yeah. Joxer and Red. Yeah, I combined the two. Uh, and like you know, permadeath. The concept that Gambit can create permadeath is horrifying, <laughs> and he doesn't care because he's he's just he. You know, it's my that's that's Gambit. <laughs> Get him, sister. Like, it's just like, he doesn't know what kind of real world implications are even happening as a result of how much he's pouring into the use of dark. And I I mean, like, but at the same time, I would argue that it's not, he's not an amoral character. I think he's more of an immoral. Like he's much, he's much more immoral because he does. I mean, like he does know the difference. He recognizes the difference because you see that with, um, <clears throat> with Shifter's the uh, Gambit book? no yeah or yeah yeah, yeah. No yes yeah man with no name i was gonna yeah go there yeah. with um oh god what's her name the kid uh you? oh you yeah because i mean he yeah. he hunts down dryden over years and he goes so far as to actually basically hire Fellwinter to kill dryden for mm. what he did to the kid and and then right. when you had um with the uh, loyalty quest he made a comment that use words are still echoing in his head. Like, so, I mean, like he knows there is, yeah. there is a degree of like, this is not right. This is wrong. But sure. his, his things are just so weird, like weirdly um, skewed. I think it's, well, I mean, and it's interesting. Based on not accepting that. Right. The yeah. Power of the light is necessarily good. That's what he's based his entire moral compass on is maybe right. all of you are wrong. Right. Maybe the Vanguard's right. wrong. Maybe you know. Maybe this is all horseshit. You know, which he's not the only Guardian to do that. Sure, by a long shot. I mean, he was running with the Dredgens or the Shadows. If you're if you're following the the story of Shin and all those guys, he was they. That's the same philosophy they have. You can't fight the the darkness alone with just light. And that's mm-hmm. one of the things he brings up in a couple of different cutscenes. So, well, and of course, and then he quickly learns that the the Shadows are the the opposite problem. They mm-hmm. believe in extinguishing all light and in worshiping the darkness, which, of course, he 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 decided he wants to worship nothing. He wants to. Yeah, he's you know, kind of an he, he's an um, he's not agnostic. He well, yeah, he's almost agnostic. He, yeah, because yeah. like he's like, yeah. no, I think the <clears throat> he's very, very, you know, egocentrical, obviously, like what you guys have been saying. But he's also like he's very focused with the now. He's not really caring about the future necessarily or the past. Um, and even though, but even as I say that, I keep thinking there's Orin, there's you, um, mm-hmm. there's and Orin kind of transcends both past and future for him because there's. But does he know it's her though? Yes, he does. Oh yes, he, he does. He recognized okay. her because he. Okay. Uh, he gets mad at you during uh, the quest when you're kind of finding out. I'm trying to remember what quest that was. There was uh, one of the quests that you kind of got to when you were uh, piggybacking on her the, visions. It was the nines. It was the yeah. nine things that we were doing with the thing we pick up from Zer. Right. Yeah. Oh, and so then I think it was like the fourth week or so. Did she go from her so. awoken form to the emissary form? Like in the no, that didn't happen in the same video. So we didn't see it. Uh, we didn't see okay. her transformation, but it was a ra- so she left the system at the uh, the like a Red War era. And, right. <clears throat> and she found the nine, basically. She went and searched for the nine and she found them. Um, and then she comes back as the emissary. But it's mm-hmm. like, I think it was like, yeah, Pins is like, I think it's like week one or I think it was like second week, second or third week. It was it was early on. But there's one of those missions where we go and we see her and we see the vision or whatever. And then 
we go back and Drifter actually has a weigh-in on it. And I think it was actually Doth he protests too much is what it's called. Mm-hmm. And he calls it out and he's like, don't you go, don't you continue down this road. She's a liar. She's, you know, all this stuff. So he knows mm-hmm. exactly who she is. Okay. <clears throat> and she knows who he is because in the cutscene, the very first cutscene, sorry, my voice is dying. Um, in the very first cutscene, she refers to him as uh, Drudgeon. And that's when he kind of yeah. responds with, I don't, <clears throat> I don't go by that name anymore. Yeah. It's Drifter now. All this day. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But so, do you do you want to jump into the the actual topic real quick? I mean, yeah. we're kind of we're kind of dovetailing the topic topic mm-hmm. into the community question. But yeah, Blue, do you have the? Yeah, the I was just gonna say, you know, let's things? just yeah, just run through standard housekeeping notes real quick, and then we'll get you know right into it. Last week we discussed new information about Shadowkeep. If you're enjoying the show, please be sure to rate, and if you don't mind, leave us a review on iTunes or comment on the episodes on Podbean or whichever podcasting app you use to enjoy podcasts. Reviews are extremely helpful as they not only let us know what we can do better for you, but help to continue to expand the FFC family, allowing more and more perspectives to be heard. To those of you who have already taken the time to leave us a review, thank you. As many of you are aware, Focus Fire Chat is a community in which we offer the chance to dive into lore from within various titles and mediums, with a special focus on the Destiny universe. Every Friday at about 10pm Central, the podcast team gets together to stream a summary of the chosen topic for that week. The hope for this is to help encourage dives into aspects of game lore within both our Discord server and within the other communities we share the digital world with. If you're a fan of lore in all its various forms, be sure to also check out thelorenetwork.com a central hub for content that covers a wide variety of different titles and mediums. Our full show notes for each week's topics will be posted here, so for the additional information or guest details, be sure to check out the site. Next week's topic is going to be a look at the extra lore topic for August, Halo. That being said, however, we still want to hear your thoughts about this week's topic. Be sure to weigh in over on Discord, and don't be shy in tagging any of the team in the conversation. We cannot wait to read what your thoughts are. Now... Let's get back to the show. Now you can continue, Green. Yay! So, uh, Gambit mode, as far as if you have not been playing D2 at all, Gambit is a game mode in which two teams compete on mirrored maps, working together to summon and kill a boss together by killing ads, collecting moats, and depositing them in a central bank. Various complications arise in the loss of moats via death to the environment, ads, and invaders from the other team. That is the basic cliff notes of what gambit is if you've been not playing for the last two years essentially that was very succinct and accurate <laughs> i i pride myself on my she's summaries. very good at this she's very good at someone this. asked me to explain what gambit was and i literally was like all right how much time do you have <laughs> <laughs> that's me that's so yeah, yeah. <laughs> so as far as a lore explanation of what gambit is gambit is a ploy <laughs> put forth by Drifter to gather modes of darkness to be able to summon more and more deadly taken from the realm of which they reside. That is like the shortest summary I can come up for what it is. There's so much more going into this than just that, mm-hmm. as far as the history of what um, Drifter did and where he found sure. them and all this other stuff going on. Um, the location is pretty much all over the solar system. EDZ, Nessus, Tangled Shore, um, Dreaming City, Titan, and Mars all have different maps that you can compete on. And some of those maps are a little bit newer that came with uh, Gambit Prime. 
And that is like the super short cliff notes of what Gambit is. As far as the lore story, though, do we want to go all the way back to when Drifter goes out to the edge of the system? And oh, are we talking about? Are we oh, talking man. about Destiny Hoth? <laughs> Destiny Hoth? Yeah, that like, was all the thing. They were from uh, from. And they were Star so Wars? cool. Right? No, that's the whole uh, thing. Gotcha. You get out there and okay. it was so called Destiny hey, Hot. I got that reference, Blue. Yeah. I'm so suck proud it. of her. I'm you so proud of her. <laughs> but the real question is, did he figure out how to stay lukewarm? Did he go inside one of those, what were they called? Tauntauns. Tauntauns. There we go. I just remember that that part in the video game. That always grossed me out. The video anyway. oh, the, in the video yeah. game, it's <laughs> grosser in the movie. In the movie it's a prosthetic, yeah. nasty. To- it's a real. But there's I... no CG involved. Luke crawls into a slime-covered puppet. It, it was, was disgusting. Amazing. It was amazing. This, but the, when you're playing the video game, you're the character, so it's not like Luke is doing right. it on screen. No, I'm doing it in the game, so it's like, uh, yeah, no. They did a good job of communicating. I could smell it, even though I was only watching oh, God. the movie. Yeah, I know. Like the it was uh, gross. yeah, the slime, the slime that comes. Yeah, ah, no, it ah. was gross, icky. Yeah, Mm-mm. Nope. yeah, no, <laughs> too much. Okay, sticky. so Drifter goes to Destiny Hoth. Huh? <laughs> so Drifter goes to Destiny Hoth. He sees these monoliths. Chad, Chad. I know. We're story breaking. twist. We're... Story twist. The Drifter survived by hibernating in a tauntaun. <laughs> God, that in would the, be amazing. The belly of a taken phalanx. And then, and then ate his way out. <laughs> oh God. Okay, all right, hold on. I gotta I gotta go off on a tangent real quick. Go for it. Okay. Do it. This is really this is pretty good. It's very relevant to what we're talking about. Okay, so you know how like his little pre-game quotes have kind of become a meme in Disney mm-hmm. community. You rewrite them, right? Mm-hmm. So I one night we were playing Gambit and I challenged Chad. I said, Chad, give me your best, you know. Drifter says something and then dot 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 transmit firing, you know, like whatever he's mm-hmm. gonna say, right? And I got, I tell you, the one that that won beyond anything I've ever heard. I laughed probably for 10 minutes straight. This guy in chat, <laughs> I'm gonna try to get this out without laughing. He says, <laughs> Okay, ever suckle Vex milk from a Minotaur's teat? Oh, god, transmit firing. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> the fact that he had to get... Oh, God. Oh. Oh. That's a winner. That's a winner. I, I don't that's, I don't know what the competition was, but that, that one won. Like, <laughs> well, I kept... I wondered if, like, because, you know, he did it in two different things in the chat. And and I, I, I kept wondering if there was going to be something after that. Like, after the question, like, he was going to have it. Nope. He leaves it completely open-ended and transmit firing. Sends everybody into Oh, God. Considering some of the things he's eaten, that would not surprise me that he's trying. I'm just imagining like like Drifter, like <laughs> wearing a diaper, being like being nursed by like a ex Minotaur. Oh god! <laughs> just res that way, surviving in the the desert area by oh. doing that. Oh gosh! Oh, god. <laughs> oh no! I wanted to come in chat. <laughs> you got the colony? Nah, guns not for me. I stay away from anything with eight legs that since that infection cleared up. Okay. <laughs> Transmat firing. I love it. Oh my god. One of my favorite ones from him is the uh, you ever you know, we will never see eye to eye to eye with the hive. 
It was like, mm-hmm. I'm, sitting, I'm like, I'm like, I'm like, I love, because it's the delay, because he's like, eye to eye, to eye. <laughs> it was like, there was, a, there was like this delay of where he was like, oh, wait, they have three eyes. It was like, oh, my God. I'm Unless brilliant. your name is Eris Morn. Then you can stare longingly yeah, you can into stare, the eyes yeah. of a hive. Oh I want Eris to meet Drifter. Like, can you imagine? Like, she's already not happy, uh, like, with what happened with Cade and everything. Like, she and Cade yeah. never got along. Could you imagine no. how much she would hate Drifter? Oh, my goodness. Oh, I can't. I can't. Can you imagine what? Whoa! What happened to your face, sweetheart? Oh, gosh. Oh, <laughs> You God. look like you've had a run-in with my kind of people. <laughs> gosh. Oh, my God. Okay, Trans-metifiring. Gonna... <laughs> Time out. Time out. We're going to go back. <laughs> Pulling okay. it back. Uh... Oh, wicked. Sh- wicked. <laughs> nope. No more. Nope. I'm calling time out. He will keep going if you let him. Oh, God. Okay, so they go out to the edge of the... <laughs> Wait, instead of wink, I heard like a ding in my mind, you know? Like... Ding! Ding! <laughs> Transmet firing! Oh, gosh. Uh... So they go, uh, sorry, it's my fault. No, I derailed tot- it. No, I'm you sorry. are totally fine. You are 100% fine. Blue is just not helping any any this evening <laughs> oh with it God. either. He's. I think he needed this evening. Quarter now, wicked go. Yep, basically. <laughs> Thanks, Raz. <laughs> so they go out to the edge of the system. <laughs> they see these monoliths. They see the things within the monoliths, yeah. which are described as these monstrous type things that they've never seen before. Now, could that be the Taken? Because technically that would have happened pre-Oryx. So that's one of my questions. And I actually posted that that very same question on Twitter today. So you're going to get a there, there's a tiny bit of an extra thing that's going on as far as community question, because I find it interesting that it's from the ancient apocalypse, ancient apocalypse robes and the warlock piece. Uh hmm. Okay. So in it, he says, anything, anyway, this thing, the creature, looked like it shared common bioenergetics with the hive, but there were no records then or since that I've ever seen of humanity, humanity's encounters with them. And the creature had a property the hive did not have. It produced a field that represented a rep- repressed light, like a darkness zone, but contained to a gooey, uh, vacuous form with no head. So... Taken, all the Taken Hive that we've ever seen have heads for one. True. The, you you also mentioned that it was before orcs coming into the system. So we would not have seen Taken at that point necessarily. No. And they, would, they wouldn't have either. Right. But here's the thing that I would bring up that is kind of throwing everything into a whole whirlwind of theories in my head is the fact that they were contained within monoliths as if they were captured. So golden age happens, Mm -hmm. something happens, somehow they get captured into these monoliths and they're not rediscovered until Drifter, Drifter gets there, Drifter, whatever, blue, until Drifter gets there. I just saw the gif in chat. Oh, look Um, at the word underneath it. I thought you were yelling at me about the word underneath it. No, no, no. I mean, I don't think it's the krill either. That's the But that would explain, that would explain the captured though. Okay, so so here's a question though. Here's a question with right. with okay, monoliths, right? I think mm-hmm. about the places that we've seen monoliths, mm-hmm. or or at least the closest the Destiny has in the game to them. Mm-hmm. Uh, there was one of Nocris outside of Oryx's chamber in Regicide. Right. 
they were technically monoliths referred to as something else as the court of oryx statues that right. represented tier one two and three mm-hmm. and as then well as the entrance to the raid right the entrance to the raid and then i mean technically i would also argue that the um the riven statue in the vault or is it the vault where is that right outside the vault Where's that, or where you dunk the chest? Isn't there a big rock? It's, yeah, it's, it's. I like guess it's not really a monolith. That's more of a statue. It is but. a statue. Um, but there's different areas within the universe that have their own versions of a monolith that aren't necessarily called out. Um, Vex seem to build these giant monoliths, even though they're also buildings half the time. But. But hasn't okay. So, but from a from a in universe lore standpoint, I mm-hmm. think back to like early Vogue days, mm-hmm. right? Wasn't it building? Didn't they always refer to them as confluxes or spires? Generally, like yes. Spires. Yeah, spires. Yeah. So, so the Vex have never never Called technically them. said it's a monolith. Right. Okay, right. that's like a hive thing. Sure. Yeah. Well, and that stems from like the, what what a monolith actually is. The Vex didn't really have <clears throat> that memorial structure. In their sure. in their society, whereas the hive, you know, we're all we're all theology and theogenies. Um, the vex were always like the the spire was part of the network, and it was always like a an antenna. Um, so, it, but when I think we would refer to them as monoliths, because to to human perspective, that would be a monolith, mm-hmm. right? Which technically would be Drifter's perspective at this point as well. True. So, and and and, and then we 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 hear from, and I don't remember the lore card. Sorry, that off time. It's um, we hear about he. How many times out there did he actually die? Uh, on the frozen because, on on Destiny Yeah, Hoth? didn't he die like two or three times, and the ghost kept bringing him back, and he kept dying of starvation until finally he figured out how to get off the planet or whatever. Uh, because I know that at one at one point they had lost their light. Um. While they were there. While they mm-hmm. were there, yeah. Because it was so dark. Well, no, because that was during the Red War. That was <clears throat> at the time. Oh, that's right. The that's right. Uh, the caging. I'm trying to think. Um, and do we do we do they give us a hard? He was there for this long. It's bungee. There's yeah. There's no dates ever assigned or like years assigned to a lot of this kind of stuff. Sure. Well, um, I mean, because I like, think about you can I mean, probably all of this supposed to have happened in real time right from 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 eyes up guardian to now it has technically been almost five years yeah now as far as like in game right but this is right. like backstory stuff and the weird thing too this is the the problem with my 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 problem with the drifters story <clears throat> is that Orin didn't leave until the red war but right. he is he and neither did the drifter because the drifter was the reason Orin left so right. how did he get out of the system in that quick of a time to be on this ice planet at the same time that the light gets cut off. Well, and actually that totally debunks them being you know, never of, before seen taken because Oryx would have already. Gone. Right. Yeah. Well, there's that, but I mean, it's just the, the, and you know, I know beard and I have kind of talked about this too. It's like, there's this weird, I mean, it, like how real are we keeping it? Because there is a distance and time spent traveling piece that needs to be figured in. Um, okay. You know, cause like, hang on. You're good. I'm tr- right. I'm yeah. No. Yeah. Chat, chat saying he was there for more than two years because the one to one time Ryan worked reality. Yeah. Right. He lost his and appeared in the tower two years later. Correct. But my point is, is that he was on the planet when the light was cut off, but 
if you look at Oren, hang on real quick. I was Here's not my, prepared for this one. Go for it. Can I actually segue? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. There, there is a possible explanation based off of the description of the um, the creatures themselves. So if perhaps okay. it's not necessarily a result of the time frame of which he was there when the light went out with the Red War, but instead a result of the creatures being able to suppress the light, which is something he describes in that Ancient Apocalypse card. What, uh, if they except, create a field like that except he says in the sorry so except he says that we all felt it because we were at the source of it right wouldn't the source of it be at the where the creatures so, are this no 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 he said we Not felt it so our guardians felt it uh, oh, hang on real I quick. See. uh he see. says uh 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 uh, in the ancient apocalypse bond, he says, all four of us lost our light and we knew it. We looked over at the monolith creature in its frozen cage. It seemed to stare. Or no, sorry. That was later. One day when we had uh, we had settled in for the night in another monolith, something swept over the planet. I later learned it swept across the system. So he's still in the system at this point. All you hear in this, all y'all hear in this felt it. You were there at the source. All four of us lost our light and we knew it. So this is something that is in the system, you know, which makes me think that this might be the ice planet that we've seen a lot of concept art for. Right. The Hoth, as yeah. Teach put it. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's, it's that's like... That's how I'm going to refer to or, it from or now my on. Or my referencing to Enchilada. You know, it's it's like... Um, on Cladius. In Cladius, yeah. Or Titan, I think, is the other one that keeps getting brought up, too. Um, mm-hmm. You know, there's there's plenty of moons that have ice on them there's you know there's europa there's titan there's ganymede there i mean there's tons of them um so and it it, like this bond the more i read it the more it makes me think that he actually is still in the system he's just hiding out somewhere and he could be you know he could be on the outside of the system the outer system which would Mm -hmm. also make sense because you know it would be beyond anything that we have currently seen in game and we have currently kind of heard of in game because even the awoken are only in the um the asteroid belt like they're they're not i mean as far as the the actual system's concerned it's like you know not a huge distance for them they're only at like the halfway point which i mean still it's it's an immense distance but that would explain also how all this stuff would happen in line with what else is happening with Orn, and, and I can't find it. I I know there's a there's a quote that Orn left, and I can't remember exactly, but I want to say it's like at the end of the Red War, or at the begin, like it's it's somewhere around the Red War, and so but Drifter is the cause of her leaving, and so we mm-hmm. know that he was still here when she left, <clears throat> but in conjunction with when the light went out, for him to be on this moon planet, whatever. <clears throat> sorry. Um, he would have to still be in the soul system because that way, even with a near light speed drive, he would still theoretically be able to achieve that distance. Okay. Yeah. Chat. Not, not beyond Pluto, which, which my son was very disheartened to learn is not a planet. Your son is, they he demoted was, that years ago. Yeah, no, he, he was like, why isn't it a planet? I'm like, because they lie. And then he like, was like, no, they said this and this and this. I'm like, no, they're, they're just lying. Okay. Well, I think as far as I'm just going to just let that sink in a tiny bit. As far as an introduction into the topic and the dangers of Gambit, I think we've gotten a good handle of at least where the initial aspect of it came from and what Gambit is and everything. If you would like to listen to a more in-depth thing, 
later on this week, there will be another episode, the advanced episode. Please join us again, and you'll be able to hear the more in-depth thoughts and what happens after they find the monolith and what goes into why Gambit is dangerous with Drifter in particular. Blue, do you want to close this out doing shout outs and stuff? Yeah. Do you guys, uh, I guess I'm going to give it over to Teach. Teach, do you have any shout outs for the introductory session? Oh man. Um, yeah. I mean, I guess not, I mean, not really in particular anything. <laughs> My mom. Thanks mom. You're the best. <laughs> I made uh, it mom. <laughs> I made it. I'm on focus fire chat. Uh, <laughs> and clip. Oh, cool. Clip. Yeah. Thanks, y'all. <laughs> well, if you've been liking to get down with the get down and you want to hear me, uh, you know, scream out drifter memes and stuff, uh, you can find me at Mixer streaming Destiny, uh, Mixer.com slash Big Daddy Teej. Um, we do an event every weekend called Saturn Destiny. It starts at 9 a.m. Central, and we have coffee, and we do chill hop, and it's a community day driven by me kind of getting in fire teams with viewers and getting things done that people need. So we run Heroic Zero Hours and Shattered Thrones and, and you know, get big Crucible wins and Gambit matches finished and all kinds of good stuff. So it's it's all about you guys, and uh, if that sounds like something you want to get involved in, definitely check it out. Sadder Destiny sounds like it's going to be a really depressing day, but it, you <laughs> make it sound so fun. <laughs> It's so great. It's, it's great so every great. week. It's the best stream every week. Nothing <laughs> tops it. Uh, my shout outs definitely go to you. Thank you for joining us. You have been a amazingly a informative get like you, you know, your stuff. And I, I love that. I love that. You know, this, the story in particular. Um, thank you for joining us teach. My course. shout out goes to you this week. Oh, thanks. Yeah. Blue. I don't really have a shout out this week. I survived this week because I've been sick for like half of it. So, hey, shout out to getting better and having half a voice. Maybe a little bit. Yay! <laughs> yeah. Yay. I was able to talk. Um, but no, yeah, seriously. Thank you, Teach, for jumping on. Uh, we yeah. really appreciate it. Uh, and we'll be, we're, we're going to be back in just a, for us for just a second. But for you guys, we'll be a couple days. So, bye. With that, we'll begin to wrap the chat up. Thank you again to those over on Twitch for coming to spend your evening with us. If you'd like to join us for the live streaming of the episodes, please be sure to give us a follow over on twitch.tv slash focusedfirechat. Links to all our episode archives can also be found at www.focusfirechat.com. Please be sure to email us at focusfirechat at gmail.com with any comments or questions for our team concerning the podcast and let us know how we're doing by giving us some feedback and a rating over on iTunes as well. Also, be sure to check out all the amazing work being featured over on thelorenetwork.com. So until next time, focus your fire and may your light shine bright.